at the same time, I was developing the spiritual practice and it was almost becoming like a coding for me, like not to actually do any work, but it was almost like a bypass of the work I got You're listening to Becoming Conscious. In this space, we dive into deep conversations around personal growth, healing, self-acceptance, forgiveness, and so much more. Here we will explore what it means to be human and uncover important ways we can all accept ourselves a little more and align to our greatest potential. I'm your host, Isabel Jones. Please enjoy today's episode. start this podcast by showing my story, how I got here, what I'm all about, so you can understand the foundation of where I'm coming from in the entirety of the podcast, in my tarot readings, what energy I'm bringing forward when we are interacting, whether it's through DMs or in readings or whatever. It's good timing because I am in the last few days of my 20s and I think that being a 20-something is such an iconic state of being. It's huge. I mean, it's monumental going from 19 to 20 and then experiencing that entire decade and now that I'm coming to the very end of it, I feel like I can see it's just such a quintessential human experience that in a way gets better as the collective progresses and sort of allows kids to be kids and allows adolescents to expand because I love neuroscience because it always like proves what we already know about ourselves. It just brings up all of these facts that we can say, ha but look at this. Because the funny thing about being 20 or a 20-something is that you actually are still a child. I mean, and I'm not saying that in a way where I'm like, you're immature, but you are developmentally a child because you have not actually finished developing. Your mind is still growing, it's still changing, it's still molding. There's still parts of your brain, specifically the part where we have like foresight and self-control and patience. These aren't virtues, these are parts of our brain that need to develop and they really don't develop fully until we get into our late 20s and we're walking into our 30s. So the fact that we're starting to actually honor this, and this isn't necessarily by choice of older generations, it's just kind of I'm noticing that we as people in our 20s are sort of reclaiming that rite of passage to learn and make mistakes and it's okay and we know it's okay and we're starting to learn more and more that it's okay to still be a kid in your 20s because you have not actually developed the parts of your brain fully that are signifiers of adulthood and maturity. That's kind of where I am right now. I'm getting to that point where I have no more excuses, my brain is fully developed, but in that I don't need any excuses because it's easier. 
it's actually just easier. And I attribute a lot of that to the work that I've done in my 20s. I think the work that's really important to do in our 20s. And I think it's so important for me to share my story of healing and to share my experience and to share kind of where I got, how I got to where I am today. Because there's so much pressure that we all still feel to have it all figured out, to know what we want to do, to know how we're going to do it, and to know who we're going to be, and to control ourselves, and to have a handle on our emotions, and to like be chill, you know? Like we have these this pressure that we feel to just be the super enlightened, healed, productive being right when we reach our 20s, and that's just not realistic. It's not really even necessary. There's so much that we miss out on when we try and jump to maturity. And this is coming from someone who, even as a child, I was told like, oh, you're so mature. And obviously now we're starting to realize that like mature children are just the result of their upbringing. They're just the result of feeling like they can't let go, feeling like they can't be immature. They can't be kids for whatever reason. And coming off of that, finally, as I reach like the peak of my my mature brain, I'm finally learning how important it is to be a kid. You know, like wisdom is wasted on on the older people. It's it's wasted on our older age because if only I knew it back then. But had I known it back then, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't have learned the lessons that I've learned. So Yeah, so this is really the story of my 20s. It's the story of healing. It's the story of finding tarot and really jumping from modality to modality, trying to figure out my own version of spirituality. And I know maybe it's not super interesting, like, who are you? Why should I care about your story? But it's it's really the camaraderie. It's we're all going through it together. And this is what my journey looked like. And so if your journey looks a little bit like this, or if you can see yourself on a similar path, then you can be certain that you're in the right place. You can be certain that you're doing okay. And you can be certain that it's all going to turn out exactly as you want it to, just because you want it to. I'll kind of end the episode talking about what I'm going to do differently in my 30s, kind of how I want to approach, and I don't have anything written down, so this is all just kind of off the top of my head. This is more of like a conversation piece. So let's just kind of start with the moment that I discovered I had wounding and that I'd been sort of living with this veil of a lot of harsh criticism of myself, a lot of bad visions and and critiques of who I am and who I've been and the, the type of kid that I was, the type of person that I was, the things about me that were wrong. The first time that veil kind of lifted and I realized, oh, I'm just a normal person, was about a year into being a mom and I was pregnant with my second kid and I was kind of running into issues already. I was like already having power struggles with my one-year-old and I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is a baby. Why am I so scared when he wakes up from his naps? Why am I so burnt out at the end of the day? Why am I like pushing him away? And so I started reading the book, No Bad Kids by Janet Lansbury. 
And throughout the entire thing, yes, I was learning so many wonderful things about my child and about myself as a mom, but I was also learning a lot of things about my own upbringing and about my own inner child. And I hadn't understood. I didn't really know the concept of inner child. I was, I think I was about 24 at the time. And so I hadn't really gotten into like psychology as much. I hadn't really been introduced to that concept except once in therapy when I was about 19. I was meeting with a counselor who kept wanting to talk about my childhood. And I was like, dude, I got boy problems. I don't have time for my childhood right now. And so, you know, so that was kind of my first introduction. But then sitting there learning about what's normal child behavior, what is a normal emotional response. And that's a big part of Janet Lansbury and Magda Gerber, who is her like predecessor they they really talk a lot about like well if your kid is screaming of course they're screaming they missed their nap today they're hungry they you got all mad at them yesterday and so of course they're they're letting it out and so that was really my first introduction to realize like oh yeah when frustration and anger and stress and fear go into your body you have to let it out and when you're a kid the only way you know how to let it out sometimes is screaming or throwing or crying hysterically or getting mad about a cup, you know, that things that don't matter ultimately, but in the moment they feel so big because you're just trying to get out those emotions. So once I discovered that and once I really started to dive into that, I then kind of became obsessive. Like, okay, I see I'm treating my child this way because of how I was probably treated. And that's another thing they talk about a lot is repeating those patterns. Like if your parents told you that it's wrong to have a tantrum, you're going to think it's wrong when your child has a tantrum. And that's because you don't allow yourself to have those full feelings because your parents didn't allow you because their parents didn't allow them. And so it really got me thinking about that cycle. And Basically, from then on out, I just totally resented my parents, like totally just hate, total hate, total anger, completely just over it. You know, like it was just I was so hurt that for 24 years I had been walking around feeling like I was a bad person, feeling like my emotions were wrong, feeling like I had to overly justify or explain myself. I felt so much resentment that it was it was hard to be around them without fighting and without pointing out like well you're doing this and that's wrong and you shouldn't be doing that and you did this and you know just constantly poking at all the little things that they did to leave me with this like gaping wound of of where I almost like merged the core of who I was with my shadow self, which was another term I really didn't learn until much later. So that was kind of like the start of of my exploration. And from that point on, and this was maybe about 20, 2018, I had just obsessively started exploring things to help me understand myself better and things to help me understand what's normal and what's not normal. What do I actually have to work on? What how do I how do I manage all of this anger and grief and fear and sadness and disconnection within me? How do I do that? How do I know what to fix, what to heal, what to grow? 
And so I started out with the Enneagram, which I think is like a a really wonderful starting point with personal exploration. I really appreciated a lot of what the Enneagram had to offer and I'll have to find it, but there was actually a podcast episode that my sister-in-law recommended that just, I mean, I broke down in tears in almost every episode, even though you're only like one and a half types basically. Um, So I'll have to find that and link that. But that was sort of my beginning into personality types. Really, I was I was pretty all in on the Enneagram for a while, for a good few years. And alongside all of this, I also was getting really tuned in to being like an online personality, which might sound kind of silly to admit. Like I think most people who or online would never say like, oh, well, I just want to be like famous on Instagram. But that was pretty much like the core. Like I wanted to have a blog. So I started a blog, uh, This Wild Home, and I was blogging about essential oils, DIYs, lifestyle stuff, sharing sharing some of my my peaceful parenting things that I was discovering, sharing a little bit about Enneagram here and there. But for the most part, I was still so buried under wounding that a lot of this was just to gain validation for the discoveries I was making. I realized, you know, I didn't feel confident in myself and so I really wanted to start sharing what I was doing for the sake of having really strangers online validate me. I mean, there's really not much else to it. I had this blog. I was exploring the Enneagram. It's interesting because life has just kind of thrown so many things our way. We've moved, I think, like 13 times in the 10 years we've been together, my husband and I. My oldest child, who's only six, has moved probably about 10 times. We've we've been all over the place, and it's always due to circumstances. And this has been my lesson in kind of the Wheel of Fortune, the cyclical nature of life there's ups, there's downs, they happen in their own timeline. And the more you can lean into that, the more you can just lean into the bad times and lean into the good times and, and just let it all wash over you without trying to grab hold of anything or, or manipulate timelines, the more you can appreciate the gifts of all the cycles, the ups and the downs. So this has been probably a huge lesson throughout my 20s that I've learned is that Wheel of Fortune has just been constantly turning. And so I see that in our lifestyle and how we've moved all the time. And it's usually job related. You know, my husband will get a job, he'll get a promotion. And then all of a sudden, you know, his company that he's working for that was like a startup, they are they start laying people off so then we go and he works you know minimum wage job we try and make it work with two kids and then a hurricane hits our our town that we're living in my parents hometown totally destroys the town no way of going back we take this major leap of faith take out this giant loan send my husband to flight school and live in his parents basement for like two years and so that's kind of fast forwarding from 2018 to 2020 i'm now a mom of two I have been doing this work. I actually just deleted all of my blog, my This Wild Home blog. I was getting 
really caught up. I had, well, in 2019, I had this major moment where I was having Christmas with my family. I was, I, I had two kids and I was sitting there crying in my parents' kitchen about how my childhood was. And this was maybe like the third, second or third time that I had just completely broken down with them over my upbringing and over my childhood and over the the scars and the wounds that I had over who I am and and how I feel and what I believe about myself. And so I was sitting there and I just kind of ended that trip thinking like almost having like a, a breakdown, like what is wrong with me? Why am I just so unable to keep my shit together? Like why can't I just be a grown up and just have Christmas with my family without bringing it all down? And that's been like I've been kind of like that black sheep of my of my family. And so that's been a core wound is that I ruin everything. I bring everyone down. I take the joy out of everything. And so that brought me to reading a Brené Brown book, The Gift of Imperfection, which is like amazing. And I'll have a book list somewhere that I link here. And then immediately after I read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And those two books brought me into the realm of ego work inner development beyond just that personal understanding of Enneagram. And so through that, I really started to, this was like the very first moment where I realized, okay, this is my job. And I had a lot of ups and downs with that as well. Like with that, it's just sometimes I'm like, okay, fuck you parents. It's all your fault. Sometimes I'm like, oh God damn it. It's my fault. And so that's like, that's been really the big cycle and all of these little cycles throughout my 20s have just constantly brought me closer and closer and closer and closer to fully understanding and forgiving my past and and it really has been a long road but the thing about it is that every aspect of my life my marriage Every aspect, every fight, every disconnection, every moment that we've had has all brought me back to it's me. I have to do the work. Everything with my children has always brought me back to it's me. I have to do the work. Even in our financial and home life, you know, that's been a big struggle with feeling secure, feeling at home. We haven't really made a lot of friends along the way because we're constantly moving, constantly changing, constantly disconnecting from a sense of foundation. And all of this has brought me to learn that the foundation is within. It is within me. It is within my family. And there's really nothing on the outside that I can control. And so through these cycles and through these lessons, I've really always had to come back to me. So we're sitting there in 2020. We've made this huge major life change. My husband is in school. I'm now doing like a marketing business and that's basically sustaining us along with like all those wonderful and crazy checks that we all got in 2020 uh, just because stuff sucked and we couldn't do anything. And so we really just did bare minimum living as much as we could for about two years while he was in school and getting his first like starter flight job. And 
it's really in this time that I started to introduce tarot and astrology. And I actually got really, really deep into it. I started learning about like the occult. I wouldn't say I got into like new age spirituality, so to speak. I didn't really, I'm, I'm always very prone to, or I'm always very careful not to take anything as absolute truth. Only because for me, that that helps me to stay grounded and rooted in my own intuition. So when I start to get a lot of external information, I try to separate it from here's helpful information versus here's absolute truth. So during this time, I got my first tarot deck. I started learning about my birth chart. I started listening to like Christopher Witecki and the Know Thyself podcast, both of which are fascinating resources that I think are really great to get into. And I was running this marketing business that I ultimately just got so burnt out on. Marketing is crazy evil. It's just we take neuroscience and psychology and we use it to manipulate people into buying stuff. And I could not continue, even in a holistic way, I could not continue to be a part of that world. It really, like, every time I've entered into a a business, I always kind of bring it back to myself and realize this is not how I want to be in the world. And it happened with my blog, it happened with this marketing business, At the same time, I was developing the spiritual practice and it was almost becoming like a coding for me, like not to actually do any work, but it was almost like a bypassing of the work. I got really into this idea of like having to just be positive all the time, having to have no opinion on anything anyone was doing. It was really leaning very heavily on my wounding of feeling like there's something inherently wrong with me and so this is where I really started filtering my thoughts a lot and filtering my feelings a lot and I had that category of good feelings versus bad feelings this was around the time I was about 26 27 around this time so I was getting to that point where like my brain was getting more developed and at the same time I was still so deep and caught in this like darkness of my past and I was still so stuck in trying to move on from my past and force that cycle and that's where the wheel of fortune like keeps coming into this story it's I kept trying to force cycles financially I kept trying to force us to get to a point of being financially stable in our home I kept trying to force us to get to this place of having a stable home where we weren't moving. And in myself, I kept trying to force myself to get to this place of enlightenment, to get to this place of like totally being just okay with everyone, good vibes, manifestation, blah, blah, blah. And I was really trying to just force all of that to happen. And in that, I was denying my shadow, still hadn't really learned about my shadow. I got the ego from Eckhart Tolle. You know, I was kind of still understanding of like the concept of childhood and how your childhood affects your present but as far as like that true archetype of the inner child I still hadn't really caught on to that so the big culmination of me forcing just this 
force in my life. Just push, 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 push. Make everything happen. Try to make my husband love me better. Try and make my children be happier. Try to make myself be, you know, this enlightened being. Try and make our home be a stable place. Try and make our finances just finally feel stable and secure. I was trying to force all of this stuff, create my own springtime, create my own summer in a clear calling of fall and winter where I needed to shed. And instead of shedding, I was denying, I was dissociating. I think I watched like a million hours of TV in those two years that we were living there. There were a lot of circumstances and I was trying to force my way in to good that I actually pushed myself into survival mode where I was never regulated. I was having all of these crazy outbursts. Like, I mean, I was just completely unhinged. And it was interesting because in this moment of trying to lean on my higher self, my light, you know, my, my, my greatest attributes, I was actually increasing my shadow I was actually bringing my like making my shadow stronger and stronger and stronger and I'll dive into like the ego and the inner child and the shadow in another episode and I'll bring it back here and link it but the point being is that in this forcing of good I was actually strengthening the bad in trying to feel more financially secure I was avoiding my finances, which actually led to more insecurity. In trying to force my home to be stable, I was actually controlling everyone around me and creating more stress in our home. In trying to make myself more chill, I was actually denying my bad thoughts. And when I was denying my bad thoughts, denying my bad emotions, denying all of this stuff that I was labeling as bad within me, what actually ended up happening is I was storing it in my body. And in that denial, in that attempt to try and be pure light, I was storing the darkness and letting the light go and leave. And so over time, there was no room for light because I, it was all dark. So then we bought a house that we couldn't actually afford. Uh, I leaned very heavily on my family to help me with this. And we bought this house. It was very small. It was like a cute little house, you know, but it was kind of old and not super well taken care of. And so we live there for a year. I start a new business, a new account called Your Wild Birth. And I actually started this account after a couple difficult conversations with some family members. And I was feeling really down, really insecure about my decision to free birth my third child. And so unconsciously, I started this Instagram account to basically, again, receive validation for something that I knew was best for me, that I knew I wanted to do, but I couldn't confidently stand my ground because I was receiving some pushback and and that was giving me some fear. And so instead of just being like, oh yeah, it's okay, not everyone has to like it, I instead started sharing my thoughts and my ideas and what I was doing and why I was doing this online and it gained a lot of traction. 
And so basically all of 2021 and for most of 2022, I, well, really all of 2022 and most of 2023, I was posting on this account. Um, I mean, it went from zero to a thousand in like a month. It was insane, the growth. And then after a year, I had 15,000 followers and kind of towards the end of this I had my baby I free birthed him and it was a wonderful experience and I'm so glad that I that I did that and I know that my choice to free birth was never based on like trauma or needing to validate myself or prove myself but my choice to post about free birthing my choice to create this account all about this birth that I was doing that was purely based on needing validation and I didn't even really fully own that or admit that to myself until about a year and a half after I had invested in an internship to become a doula and realized, what am I doing? Like, this isn't my place. This has never been my point of interest. Even as a child, my point of interest has always been being there for people and helping them to see the good in themselves, in their situation, helping them to pull light from darkness, helping them to recover from the pain that they feel. I mean, this has always been. In my friend group, I was always the person that people would come to when they needed someone to talk to, when they needed advice, when they needed help through something that was difficult, a decision, an emotion, or whatever. And so I was sitting there And slowly started to realize this is taking a lot of effort to continue to show up here and to continue to talk about this stuff. And at the same time, we had some good stuff going on. My husband was still moving forward in his career. It turned out to invest in his becoming a pilot was like the best decision we could have made. And it was hard at first, but now we're starting to see that return. And, you know, so we had that going on, but then we also had total loss of our home. There a simple pipe burst turned into a kitchen that was a dirt pit and basically it created a situation where we couldn't live at our home. We still weren't in like a financial abundant position and so we were basically just in this place where we were relying really heavily on my entire family which was we had to invade everyone's space. We had to move two states over, stay in everyone's homes. We had to, you know, just kind of rely on everyone to let us live with them unexpectedly last minute while everyone was dealing with their own hardship. And it's not easy to have three young boys running through your home when you're an adult who hasn't had children in your home for decades, you know, or years. And so it was just the 2023 accumulated into this year of the tower where every single possible bit of my ego that had built up, that had built up to avoid that shadow, that had built up to protect me and validate me and prove myself, like all of it crashed 
every single little bit. At the beginning of the year, my husband and I had a separation period where we were trying to figure out if we would actually be able to contribute what we needed to to the marriage that we wanted. I had my children absolutely hating me all year, completely not wanting to talk to me, not wanting to be with me, not wanting to say I love you, not wanting to do any of that. Like, I, I mean, it was like I had this home that I couldn't afford to fix. So now like ever, all of my flaws, I was inconveniencing my entire family and it was like, there was no end in sight. And it was really just, I had multiple moments where I would literally fall down to my knees crying, saying like, I give up. I just give up. I don't, I can't anymore. I cannot continue to tell myself that I am this ever-evolved wise being. I cannot continue to tell myself that I'm totally in the right on everything and everyone else is in the wrong. I can't continue to tell myself that because my parents weren't perfect, they didn't love me. I can't continue to tell myself anything. I give up. And in the giving up, in the, you know, it's like on the tower, you have the people leaping from the building. That's basically what I did. I I couldn't force my house to get fixed. I couldn't force us to just land $30,000 to fix it. I couldn't force timing. I couldn't force other people to have the attitudes I wanted them to have. I couldn't force myself to just be all cheery and light. I couldn't force myself to keep talking about birth. My birth was done. I was in deep into postpartum and I didn't have the strength to just keep going. So I gave up. I leaped, watched the tower fall, and it was like the most liberating experience of my life because all of a sudden I was free to be imperfect. I was allowing other people to be imperfect and still seeing them as worthy of being loved and accepted. And so through that, I started to offer myself that same compassion. And in this time, I really leaned heavily on tarot. And I started to, I had actually kind of stepped away a little bit from astrology. I wasn't really checking in on it. I mean, I've always had my moon calendar app, but like I really wasn't doing too much with that. But with tarot, I really leaned on my daily readings. I really leaned on doing some bigger spreads. And then in this time, I really started to pick up on the inner child. And I really started to consider like the importance of my inner child. And I started to actually see where a lot of those wounds and that actually happened at the very beginning of the year during my separation where I was just realizing and I was just sitting there realizing like this is all my fault. And for most of our marriage, both my husband and I have totally played on the narrative that it's all his fault, that all of our issues are his fault, that he's just not doing something, he needs to change something, whatever, whatever, which sounds really terrible to say out loud, but whenever you're in the moment and you're experiencing it and you're going through what you're going through, 
it made sense to us that it was just his fault. And so finally, during the separation, I had to really get serious and say, you know what? It's not just his fault. I have plenty of qualities that make it really hard for people to succeed around me. And so, yeah, it was really just a complete fall. And and then you also have the fact that it was my Saturn return and I started really looking into that a whole lot as well. It really was like I had to start seeing what I had control over, what I could do, what I couldn't do, what I couldn't control. It was like I was coming to this place with my parents where I was like, I can't keep leaving events where they are there and only have negative things to say and only have pain that I walk away with. Either I need to get a grip and I need to work on these wounds myself and I need to forgive them or I need to stop talking to them because at this point, I'm the unhealthy one. At this point, I'm the one like perpetuating these wounds within me. And so this was really the turning point where I... And I contribute a lot of this to the fact that I finally have a fully developed brain. I contribute a lot of this to the fact that universal energy is not something we can escape. And it's not something we have to keep track of. It just happens. The less we resist it, the more it can propel us forward. And the more we resist it, the more it's just going to give us the same cycles over and over and over again. The moons have the same cycles through the same signs. And the moon, you know, the sun goes through each sign, each house every year. Everything's happening in a cycle. And so if you don't get it this time, it'll come back and teach you the same thing again. This is really where I think a lot of those cycles that I had been glossing over, that I'd been resisting, that I'd been pushing aside for the sake of forcing the good and the light, finally I faced all of them all at once. And I think when we choose to ignore a cycle, we're entering into that contract. You know, we're entering into that Saturnian energy where we're saying, okay, yeah, I'll do this again. I'll agree to that. I'll agree to go through this again. And I reached that moment where I was like, you know what? I'm ready to complete this cycle. I'm ready to complete this contract and I'm ready to move on. That's really what happened this whole year. And I think the biggest kicker was trying to, you know, I had built up all this validation from these 15,000 people that had followed me for birth. And I had tried really hard to to tell myself, oh, well, if this is the thing that's successful, then this is my place. This is what people want from me. This is what I'm supposed to be offering. And the fact is that just wasn't true. Just because something's succeeding, just because something looks right on paper, doesn't mean that the foundation that it's been built on is secure. And so this is really where I rediscovered that the whole time I had been talking about birth, I really wanted to be talking about personal work. And even through my own free birth and even through birth, I still tried to always bring it back to doing the work. And this is where I realized that I really hadn't built an authentic online persona. I really hadn't built 
an authentic following because the posts that I would make that felt true to me flopped. The posts that I would make that were really rooted in like trauma or rooted in trying to get validation or passive aggression, those did amazing. And so I realized like, oh crap, I have, and this isn't an offensive thing, you know, it's 15,000 people. I can't talk to any one person individually, but overall, not every individual, but the overall theme of the community that I built is that we were all validating our insecurities and our fears and ourselves together. And we were all simply looking for validation. We weren't looking for truth. We really weren't looking to work on getting to a place of confidence within ourselves where we didn't need the validation. We really just wanted those passive aggressive posts where we could say, you don't get to hold my baby and put it on Instagram. So our mother-in-law or whoever doesn't know that we're talking to them and we can get away from actually talking to them while still communicating that message to them. You know, it's like that kind of passive aggressive. I don't want to own my shit. I don't want to admit the fact that I don't want my mother-in-law around me at all. I just want to be passive aggressive to her and this girl is also in her passive aggressive era and she's giving me this post that I can share and it's not my words. I'm not saying it directly to her and I can still say it to her. You know, it's like that was the big energy of that account and so while I was going through this giant fall of being in the atmosphere of my childhood, living on and off with like my brother, my grandparents, my parents, and like, you know, just constantly going back and forth and having all of those childhood wounds just constantly in my face. And also having, you know, just managing that entire year. I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what, I need to just lean on what my gifts are. And this is not my gift. My gift is that I really have a talent in tarot. I really have a talent for seeing what people don't see, but not in a not in a judgment or critique kind of a way, but in a I can see the pain. I can see the cause. I can see the root. I can see where you're coming from. And I know how to get out of it because I'm a third party. And people really, I even for a long time didn't really understand the value of like having that third party perspective of like, I don't know you, but I can see you. And having that kind of support. And the fact is tarot is my modality to do that. It really, when I discovered tarot, I discovered my gifts and I was so afraid to share that you know I didn't really I'm not really witchy I'm not really like you know I'm not really in that spiritual realm per se I am just incredibly empathetic and I feel like my subconscious is open to the energy and the emotion and the experience of the people that I interact with, whether it's in person, online, even something as simple as as just seeing a story that isn't connected to anyone, I can see why it was created. And so once I got to the point where I was like, okay, I don't give a fuck, 
people are going to judge me. I don't have a perfect life. I'm not better than anyone. I have no ground to stand on. That was the moment that I could actually finally tap into my light, get to that star card after the tower and say, you know what? I'm just going to shine and I'm going to be dark too. And I'm going to, I'm going to just show up as who I am. And through that, I started to realize I was really craving connection and community. Like I feel like my, most of my twenties were the hermit with, you know, the big themes of the wheel of fortune and the tower, but most of it was solitude. And I'm incredibly grateful for solitude. I'm actually really grateful that I never really found an opportunity to create community in that decade of my life because my healing happens by myself. I am so grateful even to my husband for this that he doesn't really point out to me what's wrong. Maybe he doesn't even try and see it. He might just be a little angel, perfect man who doesn't even try to see my flaws, you know, but he has always given me the space to discover for myself what I need to do and to explore within myself who I want to be. And that's where my healing happens. That's not going to be for everyone. But for me, having those hermit years was invaluable. And then finally stepping into my 20s or my 30s, I realized like, okay, it's time to shine. But it's time to shine authentically. It's time to stop trying to say what people like. It's time to stop talking about the cute clothes, the cute house. But, you know, that stuff is amazing. And it definitely, I'm at the same time, I am elevating my outer appearance. And I am working on my outer appearance along with my inner work. But that's not me. That's not my quality to offer. And... So when it came down to it, I finally just decided, you know what, I have to give up this quote unquote success that I've found through this birth work and through this account. And I have to walk away and start with zero because I have to start with me. And it could be a little bit of my like Aquarian moon where I have that detachment and that aloofness where I'm like, okay, done with that moving on to the next. And that's a very big thing. Aquarians love to burn bridges when they're done with them. And so I have that tendency. But what I actually was seeing was like, I'm ready to be a part of the world. I'm done being alone. I have gotten what I need I have discovered what I need to discover and I'm ready to share. I'm ready to shine. Yeah, and I'm ready for community. And I just found myself scrolling and looking to see like how many followers certain accounts had. And they all had like small accounts that were tight knit communities. And I was like, you know what? That's what I need. It's time to go back to zero. So now that I really have this total newness. I mean, like I'm in a new place. I'm actually about to move to a different place at some point soon, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not done moving yet. I haven't, I have not finished that part of my cycle, but I'm getting there. But I'm, I have this new account. I have this new venture. I have this new podcast. I have this new decade that I'm walking into in a a few short days. And what I'm doing differently now I just want to say like before I go into like you know how I'm gonna approach my 30s I wouldn't change anything about my past 
I have no advice that I would give anyone. I have no letter to my younger self, you know, with pockets of wisdom that I think she would need to know because you will get what you need. You will get it. You don't have to worry about trying to find the right path, trying to do the right things. Like if you make a mistake, it was good to make that mistake. If you find out that something is not that great, like if you find out that you had your parents help you buy a house and then the whole house is destroyed and now you need to rely on your mommy and daddy yet again when you're almost 30 with three children and married to help you get out of this literal hole in your kitchen, it's okay. You needed it and you'll get what you need. And this was the most embarrassing, humiliating year of my life. And it was probably the best year of my life. Every fall to my knees was a shed, a shedding of so many things that were holding me back. And while I'm not perfect and I'll never be fully grown and I'll never be fully enlightened and I'll always have a shadow, I'll always have darkness, like walking through this year was a gift. And so no, I'm not going to give you like pockets of wisdom to take with you on your 20s or on this healing journey or whatever because like you'll get there you will you'll get there and so now moving into my 30s there are a few things that I'm gonna do differently the first primary one is that I am owning all of my darkness I am totally owning all of my jealousy, all of my hate, all of my shame, all of my bad thoughts, all of the moments where I want to get in a car and run away from my children, all of the moments where I'm jealous of someone online, all of the moments where I'm comparing myself, like all of those moments, I'm just owning them. I'm going to write them down. I'm going to say them out loud. I'm not going to think to myself, oh, I shouldn't think that. Oh, I shouldn't do that. Oh, I could never admit that. Not going to do that. I'm going to own it. 100% because in denying it, I strengthen it. In accepting it, I let it go. And that's been probably one of my most profound shifts, I would say, because in the moments where I've gotten in this comparison loop and I've said, oh, well, I shouldn't go look at their profile again. I have to stop doing this. I have to do, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should just be happy for them, blah, blah, blah. I get more I feel more behind. I feel more inadequate. I feel more jealous. I feel these things because I'm denying all of that. And instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let myself go on that crazy, you know, like stalker loop. Fine, whatever. And then maybe I learn something, maybe I don't, but either way, I've released it. I've let it go. And so that's the first thing is I'm just owning my shadow. And this is really going to be where I pick up on my shadow work because I feel like my 20s was really illuminating that inner child and coming to that. And I think in the healing of your inner child, that's where you get to forgiveness of your parents, forgiveness of your upbringing. And I really do feel that I've come to this place where I might backslide here and there. I might not do it perfectly all the time. I might not be perfectly forgiving all the time, but I can embody that mindset 
without force. And that's the other piece of this shadow is that I had to hate my parents. I had to try and change them. I had to think of all the things. Like I had to go through that grieving process to get to this place of forgiveness. And that's not something that I could have rushed through. And it could take 20 years to get through it. It could take 30. It could take two. It could take three months. Who knows? But the fact is, is the more you try and forgive your parents before you're ready, the longer it's going to take to forgive them. The more you try and reach acceptance of your childhood, the longer it's going to take you to get there. And the more you try and focus on being this totally healed, illuminated little child, the longer it's going to take to get there. So this is still in that realm of own your shadow. Like just own those parts of yourself that you feel are wrong because they're still part of you and they they need to be let go and they need light. If you want all that darkness within you to go away, you need to shed light on it. And so I almost see like I'm moving from the star into like this moon phase where no, I'm not in like total alone. I'm not in the hermit phase where it's just me and I only have this one little light that I'm using to guide me. Like I have the power of the moon. I have this total illumination that is guided by the the brightness of awareness. And so that's kind of that phase that I'm getting into now. I'm really ready to embody my inner mother. I'm really ready to partake or embark on that journey within with a little bit more wisdom and a little bit more light into the fact that the darkness isn't scary the darkness can't actually be denied or contained it is just all around us and i am ready to see it so that's probably the major theme of my 30s that i would say and another aspect that i want to really embody is perception and this is another aspect of the moon you know like if you're looking at a lake and you see the reflection of the moon and the sky and the lake if it's still enough and if it's quiet enough you could trick yourself into thinking that it's the real moon in the sky while you're looking down at this lake and this is all about perception where someone else could come up behind you and say well no you look up and that's the moon up there but if you're so dead set on looking down at the moon in the lake you could fool yourself into thinking that person's wrong and you're right and so perception is really a big theme for me over the next few years because while perception is total truth what you perceive with your five six senses is rooted in truth because it's what you perceive and the same is true for everyone else around you and so at that point we don't have to identify with our own perception we don't even need to let other people have like total truth in their perception not let but we don't have to take on their perception as total truth we can just kind of exist and perceive less like i think about my children's behavior and one of the best pieces of advice that i got from janet lansbury all those years ago when i first read that very first book was that our perception of our children's behavior is what guides our response to it. So if we're perceiving that their behavior is wrong, we're going to respond in a way where we feel justified punishing, scolding, you know, whatever. Whereas if we perceive their 
behavior as a normal and even expected and appropriate response to whatever is going on, then we respond to it with compassion and love and consideration and connection. And so that's kind of that key piece that I want to take on and that I want to embrace this this decade is to understand that the way that I'm perceiving things is going to influence my response to it. And then to move into that even further, I'm really starting to open up to this idea of like our feelings are based on memory. They're not really based on much else. They're based on our memory of something. So like if you know, let's just say that my husband is like late, he doesn't text. My memory that that's wrong is what guides my feeling upset. And we all, I sometimes will be out and I won't check in. I won't update. I won't do that stuff. And I don't expect for anyone to get mad at me because in being the one that's doing it, I'm not thinking much of it. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not thinking anything wrong. I'm not trying to be wrong. And so I don't really see why anyone should get mad at me. So then in the flip side, my anger in moments like that or in other moments or my sadness or my frustration or my whatever, these feelings that I have are rooted in memories where I learned that what I'm experiencing is wrong. And this isn't to say that there's never a moment to be mad. There's never a moment to have frustration. There's never a moment to set a boundary. There's never a moment to have these feelings. It's just how I deal with them. So if something makes me mad, could I not just look at it and say, okay, I see that this is what I think is making me mad. But what's actually making me mad is this is this memory that this is wrong, this memory that people aren't supposed to do that, this memory of maybe a fear, maybe a thought that I have where I'm creating a situation that maybe I could be mad about, you know? And and so in that, what I really want to take into the next decade is taking that full responsibility for my feelings and taking full responsibility in the fact that my feelings are not triggered by what's literally happening, but by what I'm remembering based on what's happening. And in that, no one but me and myself can actually respond to my feelings and work through them and not fix them, but handle them, deal with them. And that's going to be a major thing that I take with me as well. And so those are really the three big ones that really lead to this being a lunar decade and at the very least like I think that's going to be the embodiment if the embodiment of my of and and when you look at tarot you can see different cards are sort of like new octaves of other cards like with the empress you can see that the lovers is really that next octave that next step that next evolution of the empress and you see that in tarot and with the hermit going up to the moon that's sort of where my evolution has taken place and I've gone through all of those experiences of dealing with the cycles of the wheel of fortune dealing with the tower definitely have a lot of the devil and death coming through as well 
and learning temperance and you know so you can kind of see that journey that I've taken and now coming to the moon is really where I'm embodying that next octave of the hermit and I think that there's going to be more lessons to learn and I'm really grateful for the lessons that I've had through my 20s and I'm really grateful for everyone that was part of that so that's my story and that's really how tarot has been a big part of that astrology has been a big part of that and just being willing to take the leap and try stuff and just act on my intuition even if sometimes my intuition was actually just my fear (laughs) and And in acting on those two things, I got to decipher which was which. And I got to actually see the result of acting on fear and like conditioning versus acting in alignment with my intuition. And now that's what I want to carry out to other people through this business that I'm creating, through this, this work of tarot and channeling. I've actually taken like every single tarot spread that created a pivotal moment in my life and I've offered it in in this in this business that I have now and um, I'm really excited to be able to use the challenges that I've been through and now share them with the world so thank you for being here the The primary focus of this podcast is really going to be on personal development and personal development through spiritual modalities. And I hope to have some guests on in the future. If you have any ideas of who you would like to see or you yourself would like to be a guest, please reach out to me in the DMs or whatever. Um, But I'm going to link a couple of free resources that I think go really well with this episode. And um, yeah, I hope that you enjoy my story. If this resonates with you, I would love to hear a little bit about your story as well. I am mostly, my aim with this podcast is to make it a conversation and to really dive into deeper topics that might not, you know be very Instagram worthy that might not be that might not be the right format and so this is really where we can come in and dive a lot deeper into different areas of life into different areas of mindsets and um and yeah just learn and grow together so the primary thing here is going to be the community piece and once I've learned how I plan to have a broadcast channel on my Instagram where we can actually dive further into the conversations together and really discuss some of the things that came up throughout the episode. And I'll leave some discussion questions at the end of each episode that you can journal on and just kind of explore yourself. Um, Yeah, so... Thank you for being here. If you like what you're hearing, you're excited for what's to come and you don't want to miss an episode, go ahead and make sure you subscribe. If you want to go ahead and leave a rating or a review, that would be great because this is a new venture. This is a new podcast and 
getting the word out um, and really being able to grow our community and hear all different perspectives from all different walks of life is a wonderful thing. And so that happens through sharing, rating, and reviewing, and subscribing. So thank you for your support. Thank you for being here. And this is going to be a bi-weekly podcast. So I'll see you in two weeks.